0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm
1: Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Hello and welcome to Hopeful Hints for Infertility, the show that provides short hopeful hints on all things infertility to help you find peace, take back control, and fulfill your family vision. I'm your host, Tara Bradner, and today's Hopeful Hints, we are so excited to welcome Molly Walker from Tennessee. She is going to share her three hopeful hints with you. So let's get started. Molly, tell us about yourself.
2: Hey, thank you so much, Tara, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and I am the co-founder of Tennessee Fertility Advocates. i struggled with infertility for years and- Um, unfortunately had two miscarriages, but I have uh, two beautiful children. But with that pain um, came a purpose and it was co founding Tennessee Fertility Advocates and just excited to be on your podcast today. And thank you so
1: much for having me. Yes. Let's dive in. Number one, your first hopeful hint, you are your own advocate. Tell us more.
2: Oh, absolutely. So I wish when I was going through infertility that somebody would have just told me, hey, you are your own health advocate. I feel like this is so important because as you're going to the doctor, as you're going to the OB, asking the questions that you need to ask, making a list of what you wanna ask before you go in, finding a doctor that is compassionate, but also um, very knowledgeable, I think is important. And then also if you don't find that good fit with that physician, it's okay to keep looking or it's okay to get a second opinion. And I just think that so often we just go with the first opinion that we have. And this is the way it is. This is what they've said. And we don't really advocate for ourselves. You know, I just knew Tara early on in my journey that something was off in my body. And I know you get this from your journey, but we really often are very in tune with what's going on. But I didn't advocate for myself until later on in my journey. So the first tip I have would learn to be your own health advocate.
1: I want to just like scream from a mountain. Yes, yes, yes. I have created and I'll link it in the show notes, a checklist of 10 questions I feel you should be asking. I want people to like get in the mindset of interviewing your provider. They work for you. Right. And to feel empowered with that. And like you said, a second opinion is fine. Go back to the first one if you have to, totally fine. But to like look at it as an interview process and have those questions ready ahead of time. And if something doesn't feel right, speak up about it. So true, absolutely. I think we often get stuck in this mindset too of trusting what's told to us all the time And this is with anything medical, for those maybe that are just tuning in for the first time, I'm a doctor nurse practitioner. So that goes true for those who come to see me for the routine practice too. I think you just have to have a trust factor with your healthcare provider and you have to feel heard. If they're constantly rushed and the workflow of the clinic is just go, 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 go. You may feel as though you're not being heard in a way that is necessary for you and your healthcare. Number two, your story matters. Absolutely.
2: Your story matters. And again, if I could tell myself something when I was younger, it would be your story matters. You should advocate for yourself in all arenas, but also just the fact of writing your story down on paper, being vulnerable, even if it's just to share, you know, just to get it on pen and paper for yourself. I think when I was earlier on in my journey, or I know, I was just ashamed and I felt embarrassed that my body wasn't functioning the way that I felt like God designed it to do. And instead of owning my story and then just embracing it, I was ashamed. And I feel like it made my mental health way worse. Um, And it wasn't until after, the miscarriages that I really decided, you know what? I'm going to share my story and not be ashamed of it. And that's when people started saying, Oh, me too. I've been there. Thank you for sharing. I've, you know, haven't heard anybody else talk about it. You know, Tara, when I went through this journey at the beginning, the reason, another reason that was so hard is it's just, I didn't know anybody else who went through it. And what a devastating heartbreak for those experiencing infertility. If you just, um, if you just don't know that you're not alone, um, it's just very difficult. And with one in six couples going through it, you are definitely not alone, Right.
1: right? So advocating for yourself, advocating for your story, it matters. Definitely. I am curious. I shared in episode one, my entire story And in there, I talk about how I did not open up about what I was going through. I had a miscarriage, didn't share, went through two failed IUI cycles, didn't share. And I finally was forced to share on the third IUI cycle. And it wasn't even with um, somebody who I would have expected to share it with. And so tell me, like, what, when you finally shared, like, what was the final straw that made you open up to somebody about it? The
2: final straw for me was just getting to a point where I was so tired of people asking me, when are you going to give your child a sibling? When are you going to have another baby? When are you going to do this? Why not? Why are you waiting? All these things. And it was like one after another after another. And it all just seemed to compound on one time at once. And I was like, you know what? Like, This is hard enough. And if it means me being open and vulnerable about my journey, then I'm going to. I firmly believe that God doesn't waste our pain. And, you know, people say things with infertility that really, really can be very tough to hear. And you have to be at a good place to really be ready to share your story, even if it just means sharing with your closest friend or sharing with people you trust, because sometimes starting small is the best way to start. It's just different for everybody, Tara, but I just had had enough. I had enough of the questions. I had enough of the rude comments and I was just over it. I was tired of living, you know,
1: ashamed. Absolutely. That was something that like I put in the checklist that I'll also put in the show notes today is becoming an advocate. But when I say share and when I refer to sharing, it's like one person. I don't mean blasting it on social media, starting a you know infertility account that's in your time but there's right. power in sharing with one person and lo and behold when I did share my secretary was going through it at the same time and we had no idea and so right. your story is just so powerful and those comments and things slow down once you share it's awesome yeah it's number awesome. three advocate for access to for fertility care something you and I are so passionate about and how we connected.
2: Yes. So this one is probably like the biggest for me. Oh, goodness. Because here's the thing, Tara, we can complain about the way things are, or we can do something. Whether you have fertility coverage at your current employer, whether you don't, whether you have plenty of money in your savings or you don't, whether you, um, I don't know, whether you just don't fully understand how legislation works or advocating at your employer, you have to start somewhere. And the greatest thing I think is finding people like yourself that are passionate about it in your state, that are passionate about it at your employer and learning how to advocate for coverage. So if you do work at an employer that doesn't offer any fertility benefits, find out who the HR benefits director is and talk to them, share your story, have it written down include a picture, you know, don't be ashamed of that Um, too often. And I've heard an advocate share that when I asked her, hey, have you gone to the, the HR benefits director and shared your story about how much benefit coverage would matter for your family? And she said, no, I just didn't think it mattered. That is a lie that it so matters. One person can change the landscape of a company's adding this coverage or
1: not. Absolutely. And I think we maybe rely so heavily on this, on legislation passing in our states, but really you hold the power within your place of work to make that change without legislation. You have more power in that sense, Right. And even the thing is too, Tara, like we have two
2: kids, I have two kids and I'm not sure what the future looks like for a third, but you know what? I've been dedicated my time, energy, efforts, to advocating at employers, to advocating at the state level, because I don't want my kids to experience what I have. Right? Heaven forbid if the next generation, I mean, as many people will experience infertility and it just, the number keeps growing. What are we doing as a society? What are we doing? You know, me as a millennial, what am I doing to actually make a difference and not be in this only about me mindset? You know, that's something I just really want our advocates and listeners to know is that there are people that are coming behind you that are going to need access to care, whether you have needed access or you don't, you are using your story. You're using your voice to make a difference for those coming behind you. And it matters.
1: Absolutely. And that goes for those that maybe went through infertility two, five, 10, 15, 20 years ago. We need you. We need your right now for these things. Right.
2: I mean, the companies that do offer coverage and, how incredible it is because that helps them attract and retain great talent, how loyal those employees will be to that employer. The list goes on and on about how great it is when fertility benefits are added and how much cost savings comes along with it too, at an employer and at the state level. And, you know, we don't want people to move states, leave the great state of Tennessee or wherever you live to go and build a family. We want them to stay here and use their money towards growing the economy. So. There are so much, there's so much info there and happy to be a resource any way I can, but advocate
1: uh, for coverage. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Molly, for joining us. Where can we find you and follow along with Tennessee Fertility Advocates and you? Absolutely. So you
2: can um, find Tennessee Fertility Advocates at www.tnfertilityadvocates.com and you can find myself on Instagram and Facebook. It's Molly Walker with IE, Molly with the IE on those social media platforms. But I'd love to connect. I'd love to help any way I can. And just thanks for having me. Thanks, Tara, for everything you do for the infertility community and just
1: being a voice. And I just Absolutely. really appreciate it. You know, the passion when it's there, it's there. <laughs> it's there, girl. Join us next week for hopeful hints to bring you peace as you walk through your infertility journey. And don't forget you can download my free step-by-step guide to sharing your story. link is located in today's show notes. Thank you so much for joining.
0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our author shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief check out Better with Dr Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com